All right, gentlemen, welcome back to the Gird Up Podcast. I am Charlie Ungemach. Super happy to have you with us. If you are new to the Gird Up Podcast, today's going to be an interview. It's a little bit different than a lot of interviews that we've done in the past because it's going to be a lot more conversational. We just kind of turned on the microphones and let them run and recorded while we talked about what we wanted to talk about. This is with Nick Cresson, who we've heard from before. He's an elementary school teacher in New Orleans, Minnesota, one of my best friends. Uh, just a great dude all around. We're going to talk about weightlifting. We're going to talk about spiritual wellness and growth. We're going to talk about our football careers. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of different things. It's a good one. It's long, so hopefully you stay tuned in and uh, enjoy the podcast. But before we get into that interview, remember to make sure you're following us on social media and communicate with me, man. I would love to hear from you. My email address, all on our social media is at the end of the podcast. You can hear it at the end. You just got to listen all the way through. And we finally have a Facebook group up and running. It's called the Gird Up Community. Get yourself in there. You're going to have to answer a couple of questions before we let you in. But if you're the man I think you are, you'll get in. I uh, can't wait to see you in there. We're starting to have discussions about books we're reading, advice we received, quotes we love, that kind of stuff. Uh, starting to have some real conversations about manhood and masculinity and, and getting to know our God better. So make sure you're joining in on those things too. But in the meantime, right now... Kick back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Mr. Nick Cresson. Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, this is the Vanilla Gorilla. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Vanilla Gorilla, Mr. Muscles, Nick Cresson. How Cheers. you doing, Nick? Cheers. Cheers. We are in that. a basement of the Chapel of the Christ. Don't tell anybody. Nobody knows we're here. <laughs> we won't tell you what day. By the time anybody finds out, it'll be too late for us to get in trouble anyway. We can't get in trouble. We're not students anymore. That's right. We're on our old stomping grounds in a room that didn't exist when we were students here. <laughs> Sure, it did. It just didn't look like this. Oh, yeah, that's true. It didn't look like this. There was nothing finished. It was just concrete floor. Yeah. Yeah. That so today was the official first day of the Gird Up logo. In. Just came in. Just got the downloads today from Seth Palmeyer. If you ever need a logo made or branding done, he's the guy to call. Seth Palmeyer. He's a good dude. Okay. Man to man, what's the... Well, man to man and to the entire internet, I guess. What What is a logo? What's the price tag on a... On a signature logo. Uh, good call. Uh, so what what he gave me was all the branding and everything. So like it's a logo, but then it's also like the print that goes with it. And he also gave like a secondary logo. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a shield version of it. So okay. I don't think I even showed you that one, but it's like a circle. It's a lot like the Order of Man one. So it's like a circle, and then inside of it, there's like um, symbols inside of it, which is really cool. I got to put it on a hat or and mugs and stuff like that. Yeah. But. Uh, so it, it, he gets paid by the hour, so it's by however much time. So mine was under three hundred dollars for all the all those pieces. Yeah, for all of the work. Yeah. So well, I told him how much, what my budget was. Yeah. And he landed right and set my budget. Okay, because I just think, I mean, I'm a guy who, who enjoys pictures or or using imagery in in my teaching and I mean in in devotion and study of God's word and and leading the kids through. Bible's history or whatever else, spiritual conversations. And I just think a logo is something awesome to go back to. Like, I mean, something as simple as the cross and everything that that can mean and what it can get you to think about. So, I mean, a logo for your podcast is awesome, but it'd be cool to do something for like my classroom or something like that. Like a logo just for your classroom. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And what, what would you like, what would go along with that? Like, how would you use it? I don't know. Just like different. It'd be, it'd be something that the kids look to it's like okay we're, we're striving toward this goal toward living a life 
in as God pleasing a way as possible. Okay. So so what would go on my logo? Um well funny, we were just a giant bicep. No, it's not about the biceps. Oh. It's all in the legs. All in the legs? It's all in the legs. It's the Olympic lifting. Maybe yeah, a barbell would go in there. Have you noticed that your biceps are uneven recently? I saw you looking at my biceps. I did. You I were like know. posing for your wife, but I was looking at your <laughs> biceps. They're un- uneven? Yeah, your left yeah, your left bicep definitely has is bigger right now than your right bicep. Well, I don't know why. But your right bicep has better tone, I think. Interesting. I, I just know. think it's awesome. We're getting way off track. We are. If you're the, super vascular. If, if this, if this gets on, the, you're you're gonna put this conversation. This is on the gonna channel. go on. This is gonna be. This won't be one of the regular ones, but this is gonna be like well, a fireside chat. Let's with see how many downloads. Nick and Charlie. Gets. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's go back to my logo. Then we can <laughs> talk about my arms. Um. So my logo. Well, talking about my arms, weightlifting, in in this case would probably have something to do with it. And that's something I've actually incorporated in, into my FIAD classes starting the last two weeks now. Um, what does that look like? What does weightlifting look like in my class? Yeah, like in your, uh, you know what weightlifting looks like, but like right. in your class. In my class. So we've been dealing with some limited gym space because of the musical setup. What but, grades? Uh, fifth through eighth grade. Okay. Fifth through eighth grade for FIAD. My homeroom is fifth and sixth graders. Um, but anyway, w- so what that looks like is is a general weightlifting warm-up. We've got dowels that we're using as our barbells. I bought two different sizes and explained, I mean, the differences between a girl's bar and a guy's bars and getting the kids to work on their hook grip as their... So, so I make so them hold the So you like the hook grip. I don't ever use the hook grip. It's not good for reps. And, and I mean, most of your power training with deadlift is reps. And I'd imagine even most of your power cleans are with reps as well yeah i don't i don't power clean more than my body weight at the moment okay so i yeah, can but i don't i train mostly in singles for i mean the three lifts that i do which is front or excuse me front squat at the end of a workout start i start off with snatch and then clean and jerk at the lighter reps every once in a while i'll do two doubles maybe triples inside of a set but then um as i get into working into 80, 85, 90, 95, going toward 100% of my max lift for the Olympic lifts, I do one rep. Take a three-minute break. Mm-hmm. Add some weight or take a, another maximum attempt. And so because I'm only going one rep at a time, what the hook grip does is it, it relaxes all the muscles from your shoulders all the way down through your wrist. So as you're pulling, if, if you what I call gorilla gripping a bar, just like you were going to do a, a deadlift or a bench press or something like that. Mm-hmm. What that does is, I mean, just watch my arms as I close in. As I'm squeezing the bar with my thumbs and th- the my four fingers, mm-hmm. I'm engaging all the muscles into my forearms. Yeah. Which is going to um, not allow me to move as smoothly through my pulls right. as the hook yeah. grip does. Particularly with your... Particularly snatch. with the snatch. Yeah. Absolutely. So so that's what the hook grip does. And just get the kids. <coughs> so I've incorporated that to get the kids. I should probably clear my throat over here. To get the kids used to that. Because it, it can be uncomfortable. And even working with some of the college guys here at MLC with the, the football players working through their weightlifting. I'm trying to encourage them to use it as much as they can. Even if they don't want to get into weightlifting later in life. But as an athlete, it's incredibly important. Um, so today and yesterday with my groups, I finished up, excuse me, I finished up teaching just the very basic fundamental positionings for the clean and jerk today. And yesterday we worked on finishing the bar overhead in a split jerk and what that position is supposed to feel like. And, and, uh, I was doing a whole bunch of homework too, and, and looking at different guys online and. And and the way I phrased it to my kids was, okay, who who of you in here would consider yourself an athlete? Some hands went up. Our basketball players, or football players, soccer players for school, or whatever else. Who and and then I'm like, okay, thanks. Put your hands down. Who in here wants to take care of the one body that God gave you for your life as long as you can? Everybody's hands slowly go up. I mean, they're they're 
elementary or middle school kids. So some of them are timid and they're trying to be the coolest kid in the room or whatever. But yeah, every single one of them raised their hands because they know we get this one body. What Olympic weightlifting does is it incorporates these strength movements. Mobility is almost more important than than being strong in the movements. And then just body control is so important. And for kids at this age, as they're growing, and I mean, you've all seen that awkward middle school kid who's all all arms and legs and super lanky and doesn't know how to control his body. Well, Olympic weightlifting is going to teach him these positions that he needs to work through in order to move the bar properly. And so that's that's what we're kind of working on right now. Have not introduced the snatch yet. We did the clean and jerk first because it's the more technical of the lifts. So we'll go five, ten minutes on warming our legs up, doing lunges and leg swings, high knees, um, just squatting with this dowel in a back rack position doing some good morning, showing them different ways to warm their body up. And and then, yeah, we get into our work in our different positions. And and then we do some ab work at the end with some stretching, and it's been a lot of fun. Some, some kids have really bought into it, and even in a couple of days, I can see them setting their shoulders back as yeah. the bar is in their hand, and they're, and they're working on keeping their back straight through all of these positions from, from the bottom, where you would start a clean, to the top of the pull and then catching it and and it's awesome they've done a pretty good job listening i yeah. mean they're middle school kids and it's been a lot more teaching than or teaching it's been a lot more talking in a fiat class than they're used to but but they've kind of bought in and uh, and i told them too i mean we have mlc right up the hill so that's what i was about to ask are you gonna move on to real weights at some point i i would l- i've talked to steve pearson here on campus who's uh, one of the football coaches and working working with now many of the uh, sports programs like softball and, and some volleyball and basketball players as well on top of football and track too with these Olympic lifts because, I mean, explosive pl- power in sport is what you need. All right, you have to mm-hmm. be explosive. And and so I've, I've talked to him and, and he's all for – uh, me bringing my kids up and and working them through like an hour at a time. I'd like to maybe get them at least get them up each homeroom. So I have five homerooms that I teach if I had to, and if I could take each homeroom up here, and so we're both both working with them and teaching them and yeah, getting them to yeah. use a little bit of weight. Because even even some of the kids have said, well, well this is or I've heard oh this is dumb. This isn't weightlifting. It's just a bar. And I'm like, well you. When you pick up a bar, you're going to be happy that w- I put the time in to wor- walk you through these positions. And, and so it's it's cool. And we're working with limited space, and they understand that too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been fun. Cool. Is Pearson on campus here? Like, um, is he in town now? Yeah, he lives just o- just up over off we of... We got to talk to him, get him in here. That would be great. Yeah. He's See if he's around tomorrow. Right now. Oh, he'll be around. Yeah, and like interview him. That would be awesome. That would be cool. That would be super that. cool. He's got a great voice for it too. Yeah, if he, he spits out the tobacco for lunch, <laughs> his dessert—that's what he calls it. His, his dessert. dessert. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, my logo would probably incorporate something about a barbell because I mean, outside of football, that's where our relationship started was working out together. Yeah, and then, um, so I mean, exercise has just been an awesome thing—not only to build my body, but to teach me discipline in my yeah. life and, yeah, and patience like it's oh gonna goodness, it patience happens over the long term like this isn't gonna change before tomorrow discipline patience i my wife would probably agree that i think exercise is oftentimes where i put the most amount of my <laughs> effort and and i've i've enjoyed especially the last few months of really teaching my my students about just the importance of taking care of your body yeah and and how how you we can praise god in that way and yeah so it's been cool so that a barbell would probably be incorporated um a sword just so maybe like a barbell and sword <laughs> cross crossed barbell and sword yeah, yeah that'd be cool and i mean i mean there's sword the, just because it's a sword just because it's sword and the sword of the spirit being god's word that we should always be using uh both offensively in 
preaching God's word and, yeah. and being that example to others and then defensively using God's word as as our as we're backed up against the wall when when Satan's coming at us with all I these temptations that. in life I love and that. so so a sword yeah I don't know what else could go into it probably something like that yeah see what kind I'll of design that could yeah. be made into that'd be cool that'd that would be cool. be cool if I was going to make a classroom seal put a hammer because the nail that sticks out is the one that gets hammered down. Yeah, that's a Karl Marx quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good. Uh, it actually might be from Animal Animal Farm making fun of Karl Marx, but it's right. from one of those. It's a communism quote. Um, but no, I, I'll put a, a hammer um, because, or a chisel maybe. Speaking of a hammer, last year, I mean, it's my first year of teaching, but a Christmas gift that I received from... One of my fifth grade boys at the time was a gavel. That's he, awesome. He bought me a gavel because I, I had been having to uh, tap my my smart board pen on the side of my desk every once in a while to let the students know that, hey, I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up here. I have a, um, I have a rubber mallet. Mm. It's my grandfather's rubber mallet. It just sits on my desk on top of a brick. And every once in a while, it'll come out. Never when kids are misbehaving, but every once in a while, just for fun, it'll come out and it'll make an appearance. And the kids think that the hammer is awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's an aura around the gavel that's just sitting that just sits on the front of my desk, and and the kids know. Oh, don't touch the gavel! <laughs> don't touch the gavel! Nope. That's Mr. Crescent's. Yeah. Or if a kid's. Yeah. No. I. I. I we. Uh, so we did a, a science project at the beginning of the year where they're supposed to pick out what, um, what. Uh, Materials they thought would make a good walking path okay. through the woods, and they chose wood chips and pea gravel and dirt they thought would make good. Uh, so we took each one and put each one in a cup, and then Mr. Mark smashed each one with a hammer. The lights just went out on us. They're motion sensitive. I don't know. We got wave our arms up? or something. I don't want to get up. I'll get up. I'll get Are up. Gonna get up. Oh, there they go. The lights are back on. I'm back. Good old, good old MLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I saw so I'll put a hammer or a chisel, maybe both. Okay. The idea that you're shaping and molding. Um, I would have. Um, I would have a Bible. Sure. Just like Ooh. an open Bible. Open Bible, maybe with like the like a like a tassels. Yeah. Of, like a bookmark like coming, coming off. Of open it. book. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, good. and then I'll put like Ungemach around the outside because I love my name. Ungemach. Ungemach. Do you know what Ungemach means? Something about red hair. No. <laughs> no, Ungemach is way better than that. My dad loves this. Okay. Um, Ungemach means like irksome or incomplete. Like it's something that bothers you, but you're not really sure why. <laughs> like it just drives you a little bit crazy. It's just not quite right. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. And so my dad always follows that up with, kind of makes you wonder what your what your <laughs> relatives did, right? What your ancestors did to earn that name. That's good. Yeah, but my sister did some research, and uh, if you add a, a syllable, and I can't remember what the syllable is, but if you add a syllable, then it would mean either the guard or the prisoner in the prisons that would be built in Germany, where underneath the, so underneath the castle, you have a prison that's built, and the ceiling's really low, so nobody can stand upright. So you would either be somebody guarding the prisoners in that cell, or right. you'd be somebody that's actually in the in prison. The prison. If that, but I can't remember what the syllable is, if there was one syllable added. Okay. Yeah. I've never... I've looked into my last name with the meaning or origin, whatever, and never found anything <laughs> what about roman was your middle name is roman middle What's name the significance is roman. of that like why is my middle name roman yeah that's my mother's dad's name so i was named after my grandpa my middle name anyway my dad always tells me the story that he used to joke around with my grandpa and he was gonna give me his name because because grandpa grandpa roman grandpa roman blazer everybody called him skip grandpa skip hated the name roman <laughs> despised it so I don't know where Skip came from, but that was his nickname, and and my my dad thought very highly of his uh, father-in-law at the time, and and yeah, gave me right. made me his namesake. Yeah, cool. So. I'm the fifth generation, something like that. 
so it's like it's I'm Charles Edward. My dad is Edward Charles the third. So that makes Grandpa Edward Charles Jr. and then Edward Charles Sr. And then his father was Charles. Yes, yeah, so I'm the fifth generation. So someday when I have a kid and little Eddie's running around, it'll be. Are you going back to Eddie, or are you gonna s- stay? Uh, I don't know. I think I think my wife might have something to say about that. Yeah. But uh, God bless her soul. Whenever she turns up. But uh, <laughs> anyway. I mean, I she's at my A right now. Yeah. I know. We, I know we who can get you into think. That later. I, th- we I know can get who into you think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. I think I think a part of me wants to like name him Charles Edward, but then call him Eddie because my grandpa oh, was yeah, Eddie. Yeah. But part of me also says so he'll probably be named Charles Edward Jr. But my dad's nickname was Rusty, and my because he had because he was Edward the third. So that instead of having three Edwards around, he had like reddish hair. So. Oh, okay. He doesn't anymore, but he had, when he was a kid, he had reddish hair like mine. So are you going to grow out of that eventually, too? No, no, he grew out of it very young. Okay. So, I, I, I mean, I had bright blonde hair. My hair did darken, but nowhere near as dark as, as his. Yeah, I saw my sister over. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, I'm, my hair used to be like you guys. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so it would either be Rusty or Eddie that, that I think we'd call that first son. Okay. So name him after me, but don't actually call him after me. <laughs> It's like, yeah. don't actually be like your dad. Be like your grandpa, but we're going to name you after your dad. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, that whole junior thing, just naming children is funny. I mean, Heather's not pregnant, my wife, but obviously we've talked about children before. That's kind of an important conversation. Right. That <laughs> so let's get married. The rest uh, <laughs> of your life with, but we've, we've talked about names and, and we, ha- we have a list and of things that we like or, Okay, we like we both like this middle name, but then we're like kind of split on <laughs> on on what the first name should be, and and yeah, I just don't know that I've. I mean, I don't think so highly of myself that I'm like, hey, there's got to be a Nick Junior. Yeah, see, like for me, like it's a it would be the sixth generation. But, but right, yours your story is totally different. Right, and, and part of me wants to go back to Edward Charles, but at the same time. I'm extremely egocentric, so he better be named after me. <laughs> <laughs> and aren't we all just a little bit? Yeah. No, but like my mom always jokes that she didn't want me to be Eddie the Fourth, you know. Oh. And, yeah. and then, yeah, when when they met me and it was, they knew I was a Charlie, and I'm definitely a Charlie, mm-hmm. definitely a Charlie, not not an Eddie. We wouldn't be friends if you were Eddie. Yes. Yeah. I'm just not an Eddie, um, but I am a Charlie for sure, and I really love my name. Yeah. Really love my name. It's a good name. It sounds so royal and regal. Charles, Charles Edward. Charles Edward. Yeah, Charles does. Edward. There's, there's something British about that until you get to the last name. And then well, on the other side goes. of the family, there is a, a Charles Wesley Holmes who came okay. over from from England. Okay. In I uh, I don't remember when. A long time ago. And, a couple and generations what, ago. What's the language of origin for Ungamach? Do you know? Ungamach is German. It is. All right. Yeah. Northern sense. Germany. All right. See, Crescent. I don't know. I I looked into it one time. <coughs> Uh, just like digging around on the internet, so you n- can never it's, know I'm, what you I trust. I feel feeling it's German on the internet. I think so, but yeah. every like German name log that I've looked into, like alphabetical log here, all the names that have come out of Germany, Crescent has never been one that I've K R E S S I N has never been one that I've come across. Yeah, and then it, at, on one website it was like. <laughs> This one website it had listed as like a possible Jewish last name. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way." No, you, well, you, but I'm you kidding. don't like. You don't have any. No, no. Like, you don't look Jewish at all. No. There's no. Nobody in your Hebrew family does either. Yeah. In my blood. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. I. You look. You look Northern European. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And your dad even more so. You think so? Yeah. My I dad think so. more than me. I mean, yeah. Like he looks like he would be like Finnish or Swedish or something. Sure, kind of like he's. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's a shorter, stockier guy. You have German written all over you, uh, right? Or like Scandinavian. Yep. Yeah. Which, which I, I know there's a little bit of that on my mom's side. Yeah. I am ninety three percent German. See, I don't know my percentages. I'd three be and a half percent Irish, and then as close as we can figure, the, three, the other three and a half percent is like, it's mixed. It'd be uh, French Canadian, so it was mixed, uh, like Indian and French, and Shaking then. My head. 
and then, then um, English for sure, and then there's probably some other stuff in there too. But. Okay, I'm gonna try my best not to not to curse on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We just gotta hit a little button that says explicit. And oh, then we're okay. good to go. And then yeah. we're good to go? All right. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll make a sound that goes like, beep, and that'll be cursing. <laughs> you can go back and edit that through? Yeah, I totally can. Just That's make a little sound bite that goes, beep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. See, it's funny. I was thinking about this before. I wonder if I could do that to myself. Like, this is a bunch of beep and beep, beep. You picked Sorry, me up, guys. You picked me up from school because <laughs> Heather and I only have one car and you just got into town. But you picked me up and... And I was just like, man, it's it's like dang good to see you. And hey, I, and I want to literally, say that. we really did pick off like right where we left off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen each other since October. It felt like it was just like a normal day picking you up. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, oh, we're back in New Orleans. It's like we never got out of college. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then, but yeah, then coming home, and I mean, it's it's just funny how it happens because I would never, never use any kind of adult language in front of my students like there's just this unconscious switch that happens yeah i do i'm the same way and and i don't know what it is i just there's something in my brain that says i i just can't use that language in in the classroom or even in the school building well and like outside of school i'm by no means a potty mouth either no no. but you know there's But, but there's that yeah there's some comfort switch yeah for sure. It's like being home. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's. I've always found it a little fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy. A bit. Yeah. Oh. But I. Uh, so what were, what were we gonna say? You can't. I can't pick you up, and I interrupted you. Said it was just like home. Oh. No. Yeah. Just the whole like. Oh, just the whole language thing because yeah. we were talking about like yeah. cussing on the. I, I was just thinking about how like how. I mean, every like legitimately like the world just moves slower out here. Like everything from compared to Milwaukee, yeah, and New Orleans. Well, I need just school just and everything. Just like, I first of all walking out the door at four thirty. Like, hell yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. Um, but then you know, like, um, when do you normally get out of the school building? Uh, I usually get out of the bu- school building around five o'clock. Five. Okay. Yeah, I get in usually before seven. I'm supposed to be in before seven. Sometimes traffic cuts into that. Sometimes my right. lazy butt cuts into that. Right. But I, l- uh, I like to be seven to five most days. I like to be in the classroom in the morning, mm-hmm. just to like, yeah, set my bearings and get get my bearings. Excuse me, and just be in the classroom by myself for a little bit, and then if it's getting a little Bible reading in or getting the final thing set up for the room and everything's yeah. ready to go, and that way when the kids are there, I can just do my thing and be on top of everything. Yeah. I I need that time in the morning, and even if I do it in the afternoon. I still like, like at the end of the school day for the next day. I still like to be at school the next morning. To yeah, there's just something where if if I get to get to school even at seven thirty for faculty devotion, I'm like walking into devotion. I just feel the whole rest of my day is rushed for whatever yeah. reason. I feel you there, but at the same time, I guess it's it's more habit because I we ours is at seven fifteen, and there are just days where I just like. You don't know what traffic's going to be like. Sure. Um, so and you, you just don't get live there. seven blocks from school. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, and it was when I lived, when I, before I had to get on, now I have to get on the interstate. There's just no other faster way to get mm-hmm. to school. Um, but uh, when I lived, I could just drive down, down to Tonya in the morning. Then I was a lot more, cons- like, because then you can consistently time yourself. It's going to take 10 minutes to get to school. Right. Now it's, and it could be one day, it could be 15 minutes, and the next day it could be 45. Um, and mm-hmm. like you won't even see an accident or something. It'll just take that long. But uh, like I've got everything everything so proceduralized that there are days where I like I'll unlock the door and I just run upstairs and make a copy or a parent wants to talk or whatever. And I'll come back in the classroom and my kids have done like the checklist of things to do anymore. So they'll like have the classroom ready oh, without nice. me there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and if and if it gets to be like more than four kids in the classroom, then I just start goofing around. But if it's like two or three kids in the room. They'll like actually. They'll go sharpen pencils. They'll move the clips back to purple. They'll, nice. um, they'll just do all those things yep. and adjust the desks, desks and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like am actually I intentionally don't do that stuff at the end of the day, so that my kids learn the responsibility of like let's keep our space clean and all that. Do you know what? Like, kind and of- I I never sweep the floor myself. Like if the floor is messy, I take pictures of it and I talk to the kids the next morning and say yeah. this is what our classroom looked like. This is what the now I so I guess I should rephrase that. 
if it's such a mess that I'm going to be embarrassed when the, the engineers walk in and be like, I'm so sorry, you have to do extra work. I will clean that up. Sure. But like, um, and if it's, if it's bad enough, I'll have a, a student has to stay after school. They'll yeah. clean it. Um, and then like, I'll give them permission to berate their classmates about it and stuff like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I always, but just giving them the ownership of this is your room. You keep it clean. Right. I yeah. think, I think that's important too. I mean, fifth and sixth graders are terrible about, and I'm, Sure, second graders are the <laughs> same way, but fifth and sixth graders, they're getting a little more independence. Yeah, and, and I try to teach that into with my style as well. Like, okay, what can you do to stay busy this last ten minutes of this study period or whatever else, or or how can you help yourself right now fix this problem? Don't yeah. don't let me, because you you know what you're doing wrong. Yeah, but how can you? take control of the situation and fix whatever issue it is whether it's moving away from something or or yeah turning around (laughs) (laughs) having your knees under your desk to to not talk to the person behind you whatever it is but the same thing with their with their desk too and like okay when you take your math book out and your science books on top don't just throw your science book on the floor and (laughs) and Put your math book on your desk. No, put your science book back away because now the room just looks terrible. When you've got nine kids out of 18, when you got half the kids in the room with half of their desk out on the floor by their <laughs> chair, it's just like, guys, this looks awful. Like, take some, take a little bit of pride. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah. But I like that. Yeah, taking care of the space that we are using and sharing together. That's cool. Yeah. Does stuff just randomly uh, like collect on your desk during the day? Like in the beginning of the day, at the beginning of the day, my desk will be clean and organized, like not cleared off, but like clean and organized. Like papers will be in certain piles and stuff like that. And then at the end of the day, I'll look at my desk and it's just a mess. And I have no idea how it got that way. Um, no, kids don't. I mean, it's students turning things in on your desk. I'm like, it'll just be like. Well, sometimes it'll be like love notes. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm sorry I misbehaved, Mr. You. Yeah, well, then you wrote me a sorry note while we were in class. So right. it just made it worse, and I'm not happy. I've gotten a couple but anonymous ones this year. Sim- love notes? similar to that. Or, like, apologies? Apology notes. And it's just like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Like, that's, that's one of those warm, fuzzy teacher moments. Yeah, but it's so different when you have a kid that's, like, sitting in the back of the room, like, during math class, and you're going... Aren't you supposed to be working on your math? I'm writing you a note. Like, okay, I, it's, I don't need a note. I need you to do your math because that's way more important right, right now. Like you, I, I appreciate you trying to say sorry, <laughs> but I'm only teaching this math lesson once. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where we got on this, on this conversation. I don't know either. I don't know either. Anyway. Oh, but we were talking, we were going to talk about my arms. Yeah. Your um, baby arms, you little girl. You, well, you were talking about the vascularness, and I mean, you I are really vascular. I don't do, I don't do any forearm training or anything like that. Yeah, you you've always had impressive forearms. I don't, I don't like uh, Popeye or something. <laughs> I don't use um, your spinach. Like I hardly do any curls or tricep work. How much anyway. spinach do you eat? Not very much. Not as much as I should. You should get an anchor tattoo on one of your forearms. <laughs> Um, if you just trained your forearms for like a year, you'd look like Popeye. That just sounds painful to me and boring. I, but it, you could like set a world record. You know, like those guys <laughs> that have giant bi- like the arm wrestlers that have one arm that's just ripped and yeah, the other arm disgusting. is just nothing. Oh, you could be just bad. your forearms are huge. Getting that's a Guinness bad. Book of World Records well, for biggest I don't, forearms. I mean, I don't do. Think about how well you shake hands. Like you'd be so good at that. Oh, I already. I but you could like put somebody well. on the floor, just like <laughs> bam. <laughs> Master of the situation. <laughs> I'm in charge. No, but but I think just with holding the bar. Have you always done hook grip? With a hook grip. Um, at least the last year and a half now, consistently anyway. Like every single clean that I do, even if it's from the hip mm-hmm. or a hand clean or something, I've got my hook grip in. Every single snatch. Unless for snatch, if I'm doing any kind of volume or going from the hip on snatch, because it's a little bit of a different angle that it kind of tears at the thumbs a little bit more than the hand position for the clean. But then I'll use just weightlifting straps. Yeah. That secure me to the bar a little bit. Do you use like the bodybuilding style weightlifting straps or just no, like the they're ones really, that latch No, they're really short. They're, I think they're only like... 
Right, and I got the loop on one end. Twelve inches. No, it's so it's a straight nylon strap. Okay. And it put it on the outside, lay it over your wrist oh, like a watch. Oh, okay, yeah. And then it wraps around the bar from there and tucks in under your hand. Is that more or less comfortable than the um, traditional strap? Because I get like bruising and like calluses. Like I've got calluses on my wrist from my lifting straps. I probably don't do enough reps for that. Oh, I suppose. But, but I mean, at the end of a of a hard, heavy snatch workout where mm-hmm. I'm using straps or doing like snatch grip deadlift or pulls yeah. or something like that, then I mean, I'll have, I'll have marks on my wrists after I shower. But, but what's what's nice about, um, they could be a little more secure. I think I think if the wraps were longer. They would, I would feel more secure to the bar, but what's, what is nice about them is they're so fast to latch yourself on the bar. So it's just around, um, tuck it underneath the palm. And then as long as you're holding onto the bar, it's not going to let go. Have you seen the ones that like the, the world's strongest man, like those ones that they use? No. There's a loop on both ends Hmm. and they put one loop around the wrist, wrap the other one around the bar and then on the wrist again. So they're literally not holding on with their hands at all. I mean, when you're deadlifting a thousand pounds, like you can't hold on to that with your hands. Yeah, but if you can't, if you're not holding the bar, you know, you're a purist, though. That's true. You, okay, but you, w- otherwise, there's no way anybody's ever going to deadlift a thousand pounds. Like right. Eddie Hall cannot deadlift a thousand pounds if he's not using a. Strap. Well, that's the thing with the hook grip too. Is it's funny? I, I talked to my kids, to the kids about it right away, and I I put my hook grip in on on one of our dowels, and then I had, um, I had two boys in the class come over and try to yank it out of my hand i kind of set myself up and they start doing like uh bradley martin style videos where you're like (laughs) lifting kids and they they couldn't do it they couldn't get it out and i said you're i mean for for whatever reason i don't i don't know but your thumb secured with your middle and index finger around a bar i can't get the bar in that little space he's got tiny hands I don't. Yeah, I don't have big hands. I got big like palms, but See, not I've got, big fingers. I, I've got short thumbs. I think compared to most other guys. Yeah. Oh, I've also. I get this thumb has a bunch, like you can see that big old bone chaos on there. Right. Um. But thumb anyway, mobility. for whatever reason, that's not going to dislocate a thumb, no matter how much weight you're trying to lift. Yeah. And. Dang, where was I going with this? Well, well, the kids couldn't pull the the weight out of your kids hand. Kids pull the, the weight the, the bar out of your hands. Then we were talking about reps. Then we were talking about straps. Yeah, I'm gonna label this thing like I'm literally gonna start calling these. Ep- the lights, lights went, went out, out again. again. <laughs> oh. All right, your turn. Your turn to get it. We just gotta like move over. Maybe kick a chair. There it is. You just had to stand up. Okay. Um. What was I talking about I with the know. hook grip? I don't know. While you think about it, though, I'm going to start doing more like this where I just like I'm having a conversation with somebody. And I'll do other interviews, too, where like I actually want to ask you questions. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm going to do more of these where it's just like conversations. Just yeah, like they're fun. Coffee in the morning. I, like that show that Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. That one on Netflix. I almost yeah. watched an episode of that last night. Is it good? It's so I love it. Okay. I love it, and the reason I love it is because is Jerry Seinfeld the host of that? Yeah, one? he is. Okay, he's and, he, and he drives some awesome cars. I mean, not all his cars, um, but he like gets a car that he thinks suits the personality of the person he's interviewing. It's it's cool. Um, he's had That's some great cool. cars on there, but um, the reason I like it so much is they're not. It's not an act. You know, like when you see him on stage or in a movie or whatever, you don't really see like they're putting on an act. You know, even when it's just a stand-up comedian they're still putting on a persona yeah. act and so you see these just genuine people and some of them like they're not funny in in real life that you know really? what i mean so in these like, interviews so their persona is is very funny and they're funny people sure but like they're like when they're just on the street interacting with people when they like they've it's clear they have a sense of humor but they're not just like roll on the floor funny like now there are some like kevin hart you know, uh, he had Don Riggles. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just hilarious people. And so, but some of them, like, I'm surprised they're really funny when they're like on and in show mode. But okay. when they're not, they're just like normal people and they have a conversation. Right. Some of them are so, also really good so listeners, which so is cool. Yeah. So maybe they're not even just funny. Pe- uh, well, well, there's th- got to like be they part have, of them that's funny. Right. Maybe they're just 
excellent writers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, like their content is really funny. They obviously have a sense of humor, but like when they're just like talking, like we're talking right now, yeah. you're not like rolling on the floor laughing or right. whatever. Like you right. snicker every once in a while. I feel like if Kevin Hart was here, though, that would be Kevin Hart is. I feel like he's just. Funny. Oh my gosh, the guy I think he's is just so a funny. funny. Dude. He's just an incredibly funny human being. Yeah, he's just well, and so is Jerry Seinfeld, which yeah. is makes the show fun. He, he's almost but it's more like a dry like a, humor, like a goofy sort of. Funny, yeah, not like well, and he's always like he makes fun of the guests from the time they okay. show up until the end of the show. I'm gonna like, have to catch that. Yeah, I remembered what I was gonna say about the hook grip. Okay, what were you gonna say about the because hook you were talking about the the guys with the deadlift? Oh using yeah, yeah, the yeah, straps because they can't they can't hold that much weight. Yeah. And especially if you think about a snatch, your arms are set out wider because mm-hmm. the snatch is moving the bar from the ground overhead in one movement. Um, th- what the hook grip does is it doesn't limit you to your grip strength. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much you can hold the bar because you're not dependent on your grip strength for the Olympic lifts. You just yeah. lock the hook in and then you're good to go. Okay. So I remembered it. We can go. We can go on now. Yeah. I I should start trying to do that with deadlift. It because I I I have a hard time holding on to the bar. And and when your back is feeling better, I mean, you can incorporate it to your power cleans and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think you should snatch too, build up some flexibility. I I I actually did some snatch um, progressions like a while back, and I was so immobile that I decided I needed to like. So I've been doing. I've switched. I've stopped doing back squat. Okay. Um, I will do like light back squat for big time like for lots and lots of reps all front now uh no i will do like very very like light very light back squat for reps like at the end of a leg day um so if like if i did so what are you doing for your heavy squats front squat front squat okay yeah awesome good and and getting up around 300 pounds too before i had to stop and just take a sideways step for a second yeah i haven't maxed my front squat in a long time but yeah well i don't like i don't even care <laughs> like right I, I don't even care anymore right we've got different yeah lifting goals right no like i like i do not care how much i front squat sure I, but it, the flexibility and everything is what i'm looking for yep. and uh so my, my the thing i really care about is the deadlift like nothing else i don't I, right. I i do enjoy bench pressing and i do bench press it once a week um, but it's way more. I, I just really enjoy the deadlift. Okay. And I think part of that is that it was like when we were doing that CrossFit stuff, because mm-hmm. um, we weren't really doing CrossFit. We were doing CrossFit y stuff. <laughs> Why do you say we weren't doing CrossFit? Um, I should rephrase that. We weren't doing like if you're going to a CrossFit box. Right. We were not doing the kind of programming they would be doing. Right, we weren't doing. We were doing CrossFit football, yeah, we, style workouts. Yeah, and we there were, is CrossFit football, right? And we like, loosely did that kind of. We stuff. were utilizing CrossFit styles, yeah, into techniques our and workouts yep. and yep. formats. Yeah, yeah, on, on and top, I think we, I think we, I think we, really, uh, I think we really did something there too. I think we, dude, that was. I think that first of all, that was the best shape I've ever been in. That's what I'm saying. I was down like long 7% shot. body fat at the end of that semester. Yeah, I had almost visible abs. Right. Yeah, and then I... <laughs> you got to be close now, though. Remember dude. how you I got have, hurt? You have slimmed Oh, dude, I'm so not even close. Like, if I take my shirt <laughs> off, I still look at myself and just go like, put your shirt back on. <laughs> like, I'm kind of sexy with a shirt on. Not at all with my shirt off. Is it all the hair? It's part hair. <laughs> the hair certainly doesn't help, especially in the back. Like it like sticks out. If the I gotta ask the barber when I get my haircut, oh my I have to gosh. ask the barber to like shave underneath the collar of the t-shirt because otherwise it like <laughs> sticks up and tufts underneath my shirt. Yeah. Ah, with great with great beard comes great body hair. It's great <laughs> back and chest hair. <laughs> no, like it's just. I think part of it is that I did carry so much weight for so long. And yeah. For and not for good reason, but for. And it was for football. That's why I didn't really care yeah. to slim down. You've always been a, you were always a lineman. I was always hefty. Like if you look at pictures of me in high school, like high school Charlie was fat Charlie. Like, there are those pictures on on Facebook. There are I am you after I that was game, big, dude. I was absolutely. big, and um, yeah, I I was up my sophomore year of college here when I hurt my back. Um, How did you hurt your back again? Because it was your it, ju- was a, it was your junior year, my sophomore year that we were doing 
No, that was my cut. Yeah, that was the year that I had a concussion, and I couldn't play. You're talking about no. The injury that year was my ankle. You remember that we were out on the football field tossing around a rugby ball, and we weren't even playing against anybody. And you threw a pass that it wasn't a bad pass. It was just behind me a little bit, and I planted, and I still had the two inch spikes on or inch long spikes, or it was like an inch and a quarter spikes. Because the last game we had played. Uh, for football the year before, it was just a mud fest. Yeah. And so I had bought the longest spikes I possibly could, and they, they were fine for the game, but I but planted I on this nice grass, and my ankle just – I'm pretty sure there were some fractures <laughs> there. Broken. Yeah. Like, okay. if you remember, I did not work – that happened in, like, April. I did not work out for the rest of the school year. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. It was but bad. Hang on. We, we do have to fix the timeline because you've got it wrong. I'm sorry. My freshman year, your sophomore year, is when you had the concussion. You are correct. The the next so year, the back trouble. That was, was my freshman year, actually. Now that I think back about trouble it. was your freshman year. Yeah. Okay. The the really bad one. Okay. Um, and that's where say, all I, the nonsense that I'm still trying to work that. out. Like that's that's the still the stuff I'm trying to get figured out. Because uh, it turned it up with a hip lean and some curvature in my spine and everything. Um, and I like I had never had a back injury before. And so I was like, just trying to tough it out, and okay. like I by no like I do not overutilize the chiropractor by any means. Was it muscular? But there is a place for the chiropractor. No, it was skeletal, and that's why it wasn't fixing itself. Okay. Um, and so I did. I also pinched a disc. It was about eighteen months ago. I pinched a disc. Um, so I've had like I I hurt it once, and I didn't do a good job of fixing it, and now I'm kind of paying the the. Right. Just rewards of yeah. my stupidity, yeah. but um, back pain's nothing to mess around. Yeah. Do you remember with, what it was senior year? I'm embarrassed about no junior year. Remember what it was junior year? I'm embarrassed about this one. In the season, yeah, or it was the very beginning of the season. It was no, the year I you sat that. out. Yeah, that, I wasn't playing that year. I had I took um, a leave. You had the hives or I whatever. Had, I swelled up like a balloon. Reaction. I had a, the worst allergic reaction I've ever had. You're like a I pussy, d- man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but he, told, he said that like to every day. It. Like, are you it. back yet, man? What's wrong with your... You really hurts that bad, huh, man? I was like, well, he any, says if I try and do anything too much, I'm going to tear it. Any MLC, I'd rather not have a torn Achilles tendon. So. Any MLC football players from... 2016 going 2015 going back yeah 15 years no we're talking about but yeah absolutely <laughs> love, love the man we were just poorly impersonating oh man what was He's my great. um so my freshman year <laughs> the neurom speech i'm sure sure you've that's heard about great. this one. Oh man that's he great. goes maybe, so, maybe we should maybe we should just keep that because because that's like you had to be there. Yeah, there's I mean, something special about that. You're right. Yeah, man. You're right. Yeah, man. Man, man. <laughs> Come on, man. That's great. <laughs> uh, What's your favorite college football memory? Favorite college football memory. I'd have to think about it. So while you're thinking and talking, I'll think about mine. Um, gut reaction was that Northwestern game my senior year. Um, it was At- the at their place? No, it was here. And that, that's the one where I had the sack. Oh, I yeah. had three tackles. Homecoming? No. We, no, because I, I had already broke my fingers for homecoming. I didn't play at all for homecoming. Oh, okay. Like, I, I started and played like a snap and then didn't okay. play the rest of the game because oh, I still right. couldn't that's use my hand. Um, Wasn't that, didn't we lose like 16 to 14 or something? No, like we crushed Northwestern that year. I've never beat Northwestern. Yeah, we did once. Dude, I don't think so. Yeah, but anyway, so that was that's 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 my best memory because I had it was the only game like I was one of those like I could play the game physically, but mentally it took me a long time to get it figured out. And okay. then when when I got it figured out, because I really did never even figured it out in high school. Like I was a productive player in high school, but I really didn't get it figured out until like my junior year at college is when it really started to click and I understood the game. And uh, then I was just plagued by injuries after that. So I was finally like healthy and going strong. Um, and was getting more and more playing time and uh, played really well and had three tackles and a sack. It was awesome. I was having a blast and it broke my fingers at the end of the game. <laughs> so you said 2013. 2013. Okay. 2013. All right. We told you. 
What was the we score? We lost to Northwestern 8-15. to 15. What? Yeah. We played out of our minds. The halftime score, we were up 8-7. to seven. And they scored. They had the only score in the second half. We were up against Northwestern 8-7. to seven. <sighs> Do you want to hear? Oh, I don't even. Gosh, I want to go back and watch all this film. Iowa Wesleyan the next week? Yeah. No. Two weeks after? 68-51. to 51. Where were we on defense? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's because I broke my fingers. Were you? Did you play? Yeah, that was that was my my sophomore football season. Well, yeah. when you only Dude, had fourteen I bodies, you. I told you, we lost. We were four and six that year. <sighs> that was good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was so good. The we next, were four and six. The next year. What are you benching right now? Uh, I haven't done a one rep max, but I've been putting two. 45 on for four sets of six. This this might be the only time we've been able to say this in our lives where I think right now your bench press is more than mine. No. I think so. We could wow. check it. We could check the it tomorrow. The world just stopped turning on its but I don't, axis. I don't bench anymore. Like once every three months, I'll throw 225 on the bar and just see how many I can do. Yeah. So so what are, what are your fitness goals? My fitness goals um I I want to have a flat stomach. I know I'm probably never going to have abs, but don't I'm not that. You could do it. Well, but like I don't need to. Again, that's a lot of commitment and it wouldn't be comfortable, if you know what I'm saying? Like I would have to go beyond not that it, not that I want to be comfortable. Um but I would have to go like it wouldn't be something I would realistically maintain. Just because of my lifestyle, and not not that I wouldn't be fit or have visible abs. I'm saying like a six pack. You're not going to be four percent body fat, right? With veins coming out of your right. So saying, I'm not going to look like yeah. a bodybuilder, right? And that's not the goal either. No. Uh, but I want to have a flat stomach. Um, I want to deadlift well, so I, for as long as possible, I want to be able to deadlift 500 pounds, squat 400 pounds, and bench press 300 pounds. Okay. Can you until three? I'm 90. You got to be pretty close to benching 300. I know. I haven't tried to max. I probably could. Yeah. As once I get my back fixed, I probably will. And we'll four s- reps we'll of six that. at 245. I'm really how, excited. How are you once after, this gets fixed? What? After after 245, four by six. I'll throw on 225 and do a couple sets of. Okay, I'll, so I'll you're, only you're muster not, you're four not or five. Done after that? No. You got to be close to 300. And then uh, and then then I'll do dumbbell training okay. after that. Dude, I don't do any of that. Because I don't anymore. like to run, so I will dumbbell train high intensity. Okay. So I'll do like bench press, high intensity dumbbell training. I did a. L- I've I have enjoyed being in New Ulm. Um, I get to take advantage of the MLC intramural league, and and then I'm on the I'm on another basketball league in town that plays at at Vogel mm-hmm. on Sunday nights, and that's still going like all the way through March. Um, so through December and January, like I was playing basketball three nights a week, like, and it's, and it's competitive 44 minute games. I mean, that's running time and I wouldn't play every game for the whole game, but, but that's where I like, got like my cardio training in. Cause otherwise I don't, yeah. I know I should well, do and, that and in some way, but I don't really do and it. And I'm that's not interested something in that it. I, 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 I actually do feel I should put that as part of my I don't know how to put that back into my training regimen right cardio or basketball it's playing like I don't play games you don't play sports like I don't play any sports anymore um like I I've got a messed up shoulder so from when I was a kid okay and so I can't throw a softball and I have no baseball skills I can if I catch a hold of a softball it flies (laughs) But if like I will strike out playing slow pitch softball, yeah, and I care like so I am so overly competitive, and it's it's I'm not I'm not loud about it, but I am so like intrinsically I'm so overly competitive, yeah, that I will beat myself up if I'm not, and maybe that's a skill I need to learn, sure, um, and something I need to cultivate a little bit, but uh, like I do not play. So I played a lot of basketball when I was at St. Marcus 
because we had open gyms and we'd have nights where the neighborhood guys would come right. in and stuff like that. Um, but we don't do a lot of that at Soloa. And I just got tired of rolling my ankles all the time and stuff like that. I just got tired of it. Knock on wood, I haven't rolled an ankle. Even with some new newer basketball shoes that I got that aren't don't have quite as much ankle support as I normally enjoy playing with. But I haven't rolled an ankle in a long time. So here's here's what I was thinking on the way up here. And I've been really convicted on just I don't have a lot of functional fitness. Like okay. I don't have a lot of functional mobility and all that kind of stuff. I'm very strong, but I do not. That's all weightlifting is. That's why Olympic weightlifting is great. Agreed. Um, but so I just, like, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so what I was thinking was I, I don't have to pay for a gym membership of any kind in right. order to lift because I can lift at Wisco and WLC for free. I yeah, probably shouldn't great. say that out loud, but I don't have to pay that to do either of those because of my connections. So um, I was thinking, and obviously I have to work it into the budget, and it plays it does. It, there is a financial toll there, but I want to join uh, someplace like the Monkey Bar Gym or someplace like that that does like functional training, yeah, and like natural, like natural strength training. Uh, yeah. So everything from like pull-ups to literally monkey bars to like they work out barefoot, like that kind of stuff. Right. Like tire flipping. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. running But they stuff. also do like Krav Maga and they do yes. like um, cardio classes, not like Zumba. Oh, I'm sure they do stuff like that. But like they'll do like classes where like it's just like let's get in there and sweat. Yeah. Um, and you I'm, do different stuff. And I think so joining a place like that because – I will not. It's not likely that I, on my own, at this point in my life, am going to follow through on my own. Okay, if that makes sense. Like I, I don't have because because I am who I am and I live where I live and I work out where I work out and all that. I just don't. I don't have a workout buddy or a bunch of workout buddies, um, which just comes with. I mean, I'm freeloading essentially. <laughs> to work out, <laughs> which is nothing wrong with that. I'm no. not doing anything wrong there. It just is what it is. Um, and like my roommate doesn't, he should, but he doesn't, he doesn't work out at all. Okay. And so I like, just, just no natural workout, but I've, I've tried a couple of times. I tried to get a couple of guys in there and then I always get in there with me and they, they can't keep up and then they stop. Yep. Um, which I'm, I know you've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Like what was somebody just won't like they, part of it is that you're intense like we care so much about it we enjoy it so and, much and we there get needs after it to be that drive yeah for for somebody to stick with stick with a, a hard training schedule yeah and regimen yeah and so, what that means for the amount of sleep you need and what you need to be eating and yeah. well yeah. what i want to do is i think part of the reason i keep having these injuries and, and and setbacks is that i have been doing a lot of heavy training like five days a week um yeah, and I, I've noticed that with, I mean, yeah. You oh, yeah, and I, I haven't been overdoing else. it by any means. No. Um, but I think what I want to do is just get like a six-month membership or a one-year membership or something like that and go do like a functional fitness place like that. Not CrossFit. I'm not, not because I have anything against CrossFit, but a lot of your local CrossFit affiliates, their programming isn't, uh, leaves something to be desired unless you're like, training to be an athlete unless you're like yeah, you're training unless to you're compete. gonna do the open and right unless you're training to compete you oh, their program is going to leave something to be desired so so essentially so it's just going to be like make you sweat you're not right. actually going to get stronger you're not actually going to become a better athlete you might lose some weight but it, that's essentially what it is as a cardio class and that's not what i'm looking for right um i also don't want to join a barbell club because I want to do, I want to have the freedom to do more than that. Okay. Like I know you really love the Olympic lifts. Yep. Um, and I do enjoy the Olympic lifts, but I want to do more than that. And I, as for a long time, I wanted to get into, and we like we experimented a little bit in, in college. But I do like I want to learn how to fight. Yeah. And, and I don't. Do you remember our fight nights? I do. That's Gosh, what I'm talking about. They were awesome. Yeah. Fight I, nights in the basement. I'm. I mean. Yeah. So. So join, but joining like a gym like that, and right. then doing and do that like three nights a week, and then like so like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do that, yep. and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 
go lift. No, and there is definitely something to like I I wrestled growing up in grade school. Absolutely loved that. I mean just physical struggle against another human being is awesome. And and not only is it physically, but it's also mentally taxing cuz wrestling, jiu-jitsu, boxing, sparring, whatever whatever you're getting into uh in that martial arts world it's yeah they're both physically and mentally you're you're a person is going to grow all right and and so there there's something to that i i miss wrestling whenever i bring it up in conversation it's just like oh there there's something about that physical struggle against another human being that you don't get from anything else hand to hand like even football playing f- a game of football is not the same as getting down and wrestling a dude for 15 minutes. So my favorite, I don't know if you listened to the Vince Husick interview, but he's talking about football and he referred to chess with hammers and they're human hammers. Like, and, and they're whoa. human hammers. And yeah, I've, I listened to a podcast one time before too. Um, Joe Rogan and was talking to a guy about, uh, about football, which is basically a chess game played by 50 or 60 year old guys up in the booth. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, <laughs> and, that's a, and I mean, they're they're but making there's a the human calls. element there too of yeah. like, so you didn't do your job, like we told you to do this, but you got either got physically overpowered or you made a mental error or whatever yeah. it is, or yeah. or there's the the quarterback who doesn't like the play call and he sees something else and he's gonna go with his gut feeling. Yeah, yeah. So it's just just interesting, yeah. but but uh, but I think I yeah, but those combat sports, there's something yeah. there's something to person-to-person struggle and and it's important i think i think it is important and and we especially as as men and as physical beings have have that drive even a little bit and and it's and it's something that that needs to be met and and so like you said some sort of class where you're sparring or doing bag work or jujitsu whatever it is i think that'd be awesome I'm, i'm interested in taking some I mean, self-defense courses, both, I mean, hand-to-hand yeah. or yeah. or using my my firearm or, or whatever else. And, and and gun training, too, is something I, well, I want to do more of as well. To build on that, um, I think, and, and this might this, this is going to make us sound like psychos, um, which we probably are. Yeah. But, uh, so but we teach children, so there's <laughs> probably like a balance It's, it's there okay. Too. Your children are safe. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and <cool> anyway <laughs> uh, so uh they're well first of all the kids are definitely safer with us, yes, with us in the rooms absolutely um but anyway so uh part of the reason that that we respect each other so much i think and part of the reason like at our relationship even though we don't even like we live a thousand miles apart or whatever it is and our relationship like- 600 400 something like that whatever you just drove it what is it i have no idea i did not keep track it took me five hours and 35 minutes That's total driving time thousand miles yeah it's not anyway um so there's something to the fact that you and i have consented to square up stand toe-to-toe and punch each other in the face absolutely like but but and, and as silly as, as crazy as that sounds it wasn't like an angry fist fight by any means um we how far is it 387 miles 387 miles okay so 387 miles from milwaukee to Nuwam. so we're 387 miles apart um but like it like, like it says in i think it's jeremiah or isaiah it's like you have been weighed you have been measured you have been found wanting. wanting but like we we legitimately looked each other in the eye weighed and measured each other and said all right, you got what it takes. Yep. Um, and uh, then like being able to like punch each other in the face for five minutes and then immediately hug. Yep. You know, like we're taking pictures together and posing together. And, and we, you know, like blood coming out of my nose. And do you remember those those simultaneous right jabs where we hit <laughs> we each other, square knocked each other out, <laughs> same time? Like this is this is the Unbelievable. first time yeah. we have ever boxed against one another. Really sparred with anyone yeah and we both hit each other in the face because neither of us knew how to block <laughs> <laughs> both, uh, and neither of us would like nobody threw a body shot the entire night it was just heads no heads, heads, i heads. late later on oh shoot this is probably two two years ago now yeah when ethan brooks was still in town yeah we did we did some sparring well and he's got some boxing experience he does he yeah. does and he's a big guy i mean he's, he's built strong. similar to you yeah 
kind of like yeah, kind of like a big old gorilla. If and, he uh, had any hair at all, he'd be better looking. But since he doesn't, oh okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I put him down with a body shot, with oh, a nice. left hook. I hit him in the ribs, and he and he crashed. And we had we had to end yeah. the session after that. Yeah. Had, I mean, had we had like medical personnel, we probably could have t- taken some time and kept going. But yeah. it was just he and I in. Um. No, it was just him and me. It was just him and me. That's grammatically correct. Yes. It was just him and me down in the summer basement. And yeah, I put him down. And we were like, oh, it was one of those things where it's like, man, <laughs> we're just trying to have fun and get a workout <laughs> in. And gosh, I might have. Yeah. Lights just again. turned off again. He, he Third just, time. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah, maybe it is a sign. And if we're getting up in the morning. Yeah. All right. Well, any last words of, of love for the audience? It's so intimate now. The lights are off. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's kind of cool. Any last words for the audience, though? Stay stay vigilant in whatever you're doing. Um, I don't know. Dude, I'm tired. Praise God from whom all blessings Praise flow. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above you, heavenly host. Praise Father, Father Son, Son, and Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Josh Sander, I know you listened this far. If anybody else listened this far, man. Uh, good for you. Good for you. God yes. bless you. I'll send you a sticker. <laughs> awesome. All right, dude. Signing off. Music. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U N G E M A C H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four and five star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.